When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is The Score. Cork's Gold Emerald Award-winning sports show. Cork's 96FM. Well, Neil, uh, thanks for joining us here on The Score this afternoon as our special guest this Sunday. Um, firstly, how are you holding up the lockdown? Uh, what's been uh, life like for you at, 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 during the lockdown, Neil? Um, thanks, Trevor. Um, nice to be here with you on the show. Uh, during lockdown, I suppose, I was devilling in Dublin and uh, I still am devilling in Dublin, essentially, but I, I can't uh, get to Dublin at the moment, so I, I'm back in Cork for the moment. But should uh, like so, so I'm definitely I'm doing a first year barrister. But um, should the lockdown end and, and the courts re, uh, restart, I'll, I'll be going back to Dublin to see out my term there. So I'm back in Cork. Um, I'm doing some work online and stuff like that. So keeping busy, I suppose, um, and keeping within the rules like everyone needs to, you know. Yeah, like all like all of us, obviously you're, you're missing football, and um, you know you look at, at our own league, uh, Neil, in the Electricity League of Ireland, um, the target date for a resumption of the league was uh, in mid-June but uh, you know uh, there's been a lot uh, happening uh, since uh, that was announced so what's the best way forward do you think for the Electricity League to resume? I suppose they're going to have to go on the guidance from the government really and uh, the health authorities and um, after that don't be taking any chances you know I know there's a balancing that needs to occur at some point but at the moment we're not there yet so I think we're not probably in a, even a position to plan for it. I know they were able to do that in Germany. Obviously, they started behind closed doors. Um, I did see that they were talking about maybe um, in the FAI that there'd be a four-team competition between the League of Ireland teams that are, that are in Europe. Mm. Um, so it would kind of help them to prepare. And I think one of the women's teams as well that are in Europe are allowed to play uh, or train at least. So I think they're 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 doing their best at, up there at the moment. I, I do think overall with Niall Quinn coming in and the the others that came in, you've never heard so much about the League of Ireland and I think that's a great thing. That's the way it should be for, from those who are involved in the in the FAI. You can see that they're being proactive about yeah. it, yeah. which which is a start because this is the first time I've ever heard the League of Ireland, like people being proactive about the League of Ireland rather than reactive. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Neil, because there was an announcement, obviously, um, in the last few days that the Aviva uh, plans to uh, open up uh, the, the ground behind closed doors uh, 10 years since the Aviva opened. And the FEI obviously have a long road back. Um, you, you discussed it in, in your most uh, recent book. Uh, you know, the you crossroads. Covered the, yeah, the crossroads, yeah, the crisis at the, at the FEI. So, you know, what have you made of it um, since the changes? Um, I suppose we were waiting to see really, um, you know, fairness, COVID-19 has stalled everybody. Um, so I'm going to wait and see what the changes are. I think the, the soundings are good, to be fair. 
Um, I think, you know, I have to say Niall Quinn has come in and he seems open-minded um, in respect of both criticism and being proactive and planning for the future of the game, putting Irish domestic leagues, uh, by the, by that I mean the men's and the women's league, at, at the forefront of Irish football, where it should have always been, you know. Or overall, I, th- I think, you know, for us, I think the need to be part of the club going forward, even if it's a smaller role. Um, and I think that probably what Forrest needs to do now is not rush into anything, if they're in a position not to rush into anything, and have a look at all of their options in terms of investors going forward for the club. Because there are others, I would imagine, that if they were approached, perhaps not in the, not approached when you need money to pay off the revenue to survive, but approached in terms, uh, in a different context, where, look, this is what we're planning to do with Cork City Club for the future. Would you come on board in some capacity to help us out? And I, I'm sure Forrest are doing that, and, but I, I just wouldn't reduce their options down to one on, on needless, needlessly, if, if that's the case, you know. Yeah, interesting times, certainly, uh, for Cork mm. City. Um, OK, Neil, we, we asked, uh, as you know, uh, looking, yeah. at tw- looking at Twitter all week, we were asking Cork City fans to pick their best 11 to play for the club uh, since they were founded in 1984. No uh, easy achievement. Uh, dream team, if you like, our best 11, we asked the fans. And we'll be reading out some of the fans' uh, best teams, by the way, later in the show. But uh, you, you've gone on a different kind of uh, approach to this with the yes. most significant City players uh, in, in the club's uh, history. Talk us through that. Yeah, well, I suppose a best team or a dream team, Trevor, I, I think is, is would have been a nightmare to try yeah, and come up yeah. with. In fairness, um, I would have had a lot of, I would have slept a lot trying to trying to pick a team for my best eleven. It's just just impossible job. In fairness, yeah. I was lucky enough to have played with probably three different generations of successful Cork City players, put it that way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just couldn't do it. Um, so I, I just decided to do um, the most significant players instead um, at eleven essentially and whilst I thought I had 11 picked I'll tell you <laughs> yesterday <laughs> when I came down to, to write them down today um, and I had to call it I realised I had 12 players <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've had to make a, a, a substitution as such uh, today but I'll go with the keeper first Trevor and right. I think it'll explain what I mean by significant so if it was the best players I think I think Mick Vine would probably get the nod from me in terms of the best goalkeeper I played, but I'm, but I'm not going for Mick today. Um, so in terms of significance, um, what, I, what, what I'm talking about is, is probably players that who have affected the club, who mm. have um, made the club uh, what it is, uh, the way it's captured the imagination of the Cork public, and yeah. maybe nationally too. Yeah. Um, now, Mick Devine clearly fits into that category, as would uh, Mark McNulty, who's probably the most talented goalkeeper I've come across in terms of his feet, and his hands and his athleticism, um, unbelievable. Um, Noel Mooney, probably the best shot stopper I've ever played with. I was only looking back at the, the 98 uh, Cup final that was on mm. Cork City Patron and the save he made in the first half. Yeah. Noel Mooney could, could do those kind of saves all day long. He'd surprise you. The, the, the uh, reactions he had were unbelievable. But Phil Harrington is the one I'm going with um, right. because as biscuits as we as we affectionately know him, mm. um, he obviously was major part in the league-winning team in '93, and um, then he provided a massive role in each of those goalkeepers' careers. The ones I've just mentioned, um, like as we all know, goalkeepers, you know, the goalkeepers' coach has been a specialist uh, role. 
for, for many years in football. You don't get it uh, in, in most other positions, uh, like Liverpool the, and the full-back specialist coach is a new phenomenon. But the goalkeeper coach has always been something that's recognised. They have a different skill set. Phil Harrington's coaching of uh, Mick Devine, of Noel Mooney, uh, well, Noel Mooney first, then Mick Devine, and then Mark McNulty, has made them into the players they were. And they, they'll tell you, and actually, any time that Mick uh, or that Phil Harrington wasn't there, you kind of noticed a little bit, no disrespect to the other goalkeeper coaches that we've had over the years, but Phil was just unbelievable in terms of a coach. So he spanned that, de- all all those guys' careers. Um, not only that, but he came back and played in 2005, if you remember, Trevor. Um, I don't know what age he was, so I, I had actually injured Mick Devine. We were playing in the UEFA Cup <laughs> against Lithuanian side. Mark McNulty had pulled his hamstring, and luckily enough, we had Phil Harrington in, as a squad number, and he was able to play. I, mm. I he must have been forty at the time, yeah. and he had a clean sheet out there. Uh, he was effectively just our goalkeeper coach, and then came that. back. And when we won, like we won the league that year, two thousand five, he kept a clean sheet against Strahda when we came back as well. So that's the kind of uh, shape he used to keep himself in. He was an inspiration mm. for us, and I think the core public have always kind of uh, uh, loved him yeah. in a way that they like. It reminds me of um, Alec Ludzik a bit, and Alec is another one who I thought about the the uh, yeah. um, who you know spanned uh, Alec Ludzik played nine hundred games in the League of Ireland. Trevor, I was only looking up there <laughs> and won a league with Cork Celtic, and uh, obviously had a big role with Cork City up to the nineties as a coach as well as player. So he. He was unfortunate to to, to miss out, but I, I'm sure Alec had a role in Phil Harrington. But mm. um, Phil Harrington, for me, is the most significant um, right. goalkeeper that we've had. Defenders? Um, defenders, Decky Daly, number two. Right. Um, obviously, captain. Um, I think he'd be in most fellas' um, team sheets, you know. Mm. Um, captain in, in 93 and 98, the league and the cup. Um, I've gone for a, a, a back five, actually, Trevor. So it's a defenders' union, as they call right, it, right? right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan Bennett is number four. Um, Derek Holland in the middle, right. and Dan Murray uh, left side of it. So the back, the, the three centre backs: Alan Bennett, Derek Holland, and, and Dan Murray. Each of them had a huge role at different times for Cork City. Mm. I would say Derek Holland represents as well for me. Um, not only did he win the, you know, get the the winner in the '98 Cup final, but he also represents a group that I kind of came into. Yeah. So they were like the likes of Ali Cal, uh, Brian Barry Murphy, Colin O'Brien, Noel Hart, kind of young guys, '98, '99, 2000, who brought the club up under Dave Barry to very, very close to winning, and um, winning the league um, before we eventually did then in 2005. But Derek was still there in 2005 and actually played a huge role then as well. Not only in playing, but on off the pitch as well in terms of kind of giving a speech on the day we beat Derry that was uh, inspirational. So Derek there um, has to be there for me. Alan Bennett and Dan Murray next to them are you know, uh, you know they they also went through numerous periods with the club. Alan obviously back again doing an unbelievable job, um, and then left back, which was left wing back I suppose. Mm. I was caught between like there's so many you can pick, Trevor. Obviously like you know yeah. Danny. Danny Murphy is an obvious one, but as a left back rather than a wing back, Danny would tell you himself he'd struggle in the wing back position because he didn't love running. But right. he was a brilliant, talented footballer, obviously. And would, would you know, like a discussion about a best team that might be different. And um, Gareth Conan was a superb left back. But I've gone for the decision I had was between Fergie O'Donoghue and uh, Greg O'Halloran. 
Um, Greg is underrated in terms of what he provides for Cork City. He captained the club in 2010 back to the or 2011 back to the first uh, Premier Division. Yes, he had been in the club in '98 as a 17-year-old, um, and you know way before me, and I was older than him. So he, yeah, I know he went, you know, he, a few clubs in between, but he, he was a fantastic footballer all rounder. But I went for Fergie uh, over him just on a toss of a coin. Fergie, who you know, as you know, Trevor. The stadium Bishopstown was, was built on the transfer money, I believe, that, that uh, before he went to, was it Cambridge? Cambridge yeah, went to Cambridge, yeah. Uh, Cambridge. So, what a player. Um, yeah, he tried for Man City, didn't he? Tried for Man City, I think. Um, under 21 international, left foot, right foot, the best slide tackler I've ever seen. Mm. And just a phenomenal player, like we would call him classy, you know. Yeah. Um So, that's the back five. And as I said, it's a defenders' union. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um in the midfield... So less midfielders. There's no wingers, right? right. <laughs> there's no wingers. Right. <laughs> I was marking them for long enough that this is my, my payback. No, I'm only right. joking, but... It, so because there's no wingers and the, the shape I've gone for, um, I had been going for a 5-3-2, then I realised that I, I actually had too many strikers. So I've gone for a 5-2-3. Right. Um, so that means the likes of... Uh, obviously, uh, Ollie Cal, uh, Liam Kearney, Colin Bryan, Anthony Buckley, uh, the list goes on mm. and on. Aaron Dindis, um, Roy O'Donovan, um, or Billy Woods, what a, what a winger he was. Um, so, Dave Barry is one of the two midfielders. Right. Um, obviously, for obvious reasons, I don't think, you know, both manager and player, just yeah. phenomenal uh, impact on the club. And then next to him, then, was an interesting decision between the likes of. Colin Healy and Joe Gamble and George Hallahan and Liam Carney even who was a lovely midfielder when he came inside as well um, but I, I wouldn't say I found it out but I found uh, what I thought the most significant midfielder or mo- one of the most significant players in the club in the, in the last 10 years and it, it's probably a surprise that I'm picking this to an extent but shouldn't be um, is someone who scored in the cup final in 2017 and is not uh, Aki Campion it's not um, Sadler's winner it's Claire Shine uh, Trevor Claire Shine. <laughs> so Claire Shine Claire Shine who was uh, now with uh, Glasgow City but I think Claire is an unbelievable player I've seen her play myself um, uh, with Douglas Hall um, I think the fact that the club brought on the women's team um, and the, in, in 2017 when they won the cup final she got the winner is absolutely huge for the club and and I mean that um, she's obviously an international um, she can hit from you know, her, her left foot is as good as her right her technique is unbelievable um, so I'm putting Claire Shine in next to Dave Barry I know that's controversial in terms of not having Colin Healy Joe Gamble in there but in terms of significance for the club right. um, Claire kind of represents the, the women's club moving into a more more um, central part in the, in, the, in the history of the club and I think it's important and, and also, she's a fantastic player. Um, that's that's the midfield. The, the then the up top. Right. Um, we had a choice between if you're talking eras, obviously John Caulfield and Pat Morley. How can you separate them? On one hand, mm. then in the era I played, you had you know we had a, a wealth of guys: uh, Georgia Cannellan, mm. John O'Flynn, uh, Kevin Doyle, uh, Roy O'Donovan, um, Neil Friend, and Spain. And then I think Shawnee McGuire was the first one I'd pick, right? Just he, he stands alone in terms of his generation, 2017 era. Um, and I think what he's done since, I think he has more to come from him. 
Um, he's in the Irish national team. He excited the club again mm-hmm. under Caulfield to to a level that you know we hadn't seen for a while. And um, so he's won. Um, I'm going to pick between John Caulfield and Pat Morley. John Caulfield, because of both his managerial and his playing career, um, right. I think the, the managing side of it, obviously, what he's done to, for the club, puts his significance up there with the the, the very best. Um, obviously, Pat Morley was an unbelievable player, but just because of the management stuff, I think John John gets in there. And then the others, I'm going to do something creative here. Um, George O'Callaghan <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> John O'Flynn, um, I'm gonna. When they played together, Trevor, they were like you remember. They were unbelievable together. Yeah. Um, they were tele- telepathic, and they brought a real vibe. And I think you know, even in Alan Bennett's testimonial there last year, fans were excited to see them playing together. So I'm gonna imagine that they were one person, Trevor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can call it George O'Flynn or, or John O'Callaghan, and they're the other three. So. Just to go back on that, that's Phil Harrington, Decky Daly, Fergus Donoghue, Alan Bennett, Derek Collin, Dan Murray, Dave Barry, Claire Shine, and then Coffey and McGuire, and, and pick one from George Gallen and, and John O'Flynn, which I want to, right? right? You asked for a manager, yeah. um, I'm going with Noel O'Malley, right. just because maybe I'm, I'm a bit uh, biased in the sense that I was a young lad coming up sporting Cork City and what his era of players did. He also spent three periods at the club yeah. Uh, they obviously won a league. He also reflects a time coming from, you know, Cork Alberts and uh it was at Cork Hibbs he played with. Um and you know, I think that's important, the history he brought through uh, and also the Bayern Munich level. I mean, that game really is so important to the identity of the club, I think, um that he deserves to be the manager, I think. You know, the others obviously we were talking about this before, Trevor, you've got the Pat Dolan's, David Richardson's Dave Barry's and John Caulfield's were probably the main ones we'd be talking about. But I think Noel, just just for what he did for Cork football, he deserves to be there. Okay. I'll go one further before you go. Uh, the, 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 the chairman would be a combination of Forrest <laughs> right. and with Brian Lennox as, as uh, and I was biased in that obviously, but uh, Brian Lennox as acting chairman of Forrest, uh, some, some kind of, um, kind of consultative consultancy capacity um, and, and there you have there you have my selection right. no bias there now, Brian Lennon <laughs> no but, bias <laughs> I, I just before I go on to your um, you picked the lockdown special lockdown as well team. but I'll just yeah. give you because you're so modest and you haven't put yourself in and you, you wouldn't want to be included <laughs> well I'm going into the lockdown team you see <laughs> <laughs> right you're going into the lockdown team I'll just give you my team quickly my dream team okay, as such two. very quickly and one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I know you said I could, I could have picked two dream teams. Um, yeah. but, uh, and it's very hard to separate certain players. But I, I left you out of this one. You were in my dream team originally in the newspapers a couple of, of years back. So I, <laughs> I, I went for um, a different formation. I, I went for a kind of um, a 3-1, 3-1, 5-2 formation. Okay. So on goal. Okay. Back three of Daly, uh, Daly, uh, Murray, and Bennett with Gamble in the hole there, the shield in front of yeah. the, the back three, and then I have um, Healy, Frayn, Barry, Doyle, Maguire, and Morley, and manager John Caulfield. So they were that was my. You couldn't uh, argue with it. That, that was my. Dream. You, you couldn't argue. And, and Patsy Frayn is one name that I, I should have yeah. said earlier. Yeah. If I was picking a dream team or most creative yeah. team that I could ever pick. I don't know how you could look past Patsy Fine and Jordan Callahan playing together. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so that's yeah. that. You, you, could who, pick, who was, you could pick two who, teams definitely, couldn't you? Yeah. You could pick three or four teams. <laughs> <laughs> you could, yeah. Right. Um, tell, tell us about this. This is exciting. I know you've. Ah, um, uh, yeah. So it, look, you said it was a bit of fun. So I just yeah. it just came to me that um, we with in the context of the five k lockdown, which we're is still out there, um, that you could potentially pick a team from from from. From where I'm from, I suppose Glasheen and 5K. I, 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 if you were to use Bishop Stone Stadium as as your uh, centre, and 5K would include then um, Ballincollig, um, Glasheen, and and and, and Toker respect, uh, respectively. So what you're looking at there in terms of soccer clubs would be uh, Ballincollig and Lakewood, the likes of Wilton and Glasheen, and then uh, in Toker, I suppose the likes of Everton, Kilreen, Evergreen. Or ever um, green one, sorry, um, and then uh, I suppose what this what I've decided to do is, is, is for the fun of it is make it a kind of dual one. So you have uh, uh, Gaelic footballers as well who can play soccer. Um, so it's a soccer team, um, eleven you know, eleven uh, eleven players, but based on kind of that uh, lockdown area, which includes Ballincolly GAA, say the Saint Finbar's GAA and uh, Bishopstown. Right. So the team is. Come on. <laughs> this is interesting. So there was a there was a choice here between Mark McNulty and uh, John Curran, um, and I'm going with John Curran in goal, who would have played for Everton and the Bears, obviously in court. The late great John Curran. The late great John Curran. Um, Mark is unfortunate to be still there again, right. but he's still playing. So Mark Mark can still get in the team if you know this year uh, it goes well. And um, right back, uh, Dennis Irwin is going in right back. A great. Great. Uh, then centre back, I had I went for uh, Michael Shields, who was an underage international for uh, Wilton, um, and obviously went and won um, an All Ireland with Cork in I think it was 2010. Yeah, uh, and it was a main day of the Bears winning county team last or a few years ago. Um, next to him, John Egan. Um, from Bishopstown GA player mm-hmm. um, and uh, Greenwood, uh, I think they won an All Ireland Greenwood himself and um, yeah. some very good players. Um, and then I put myself in the left back, which is a wow. bit of a, yeah, I know, 
<laughs> it's controversial. It's controversial, right? right. But I'm picking it as uh, so I will do it this time. Um, so then midfield, you have Dave Barry has to be in any dual yes. side in the country, I would imagine. Uh, you know, um, and then you have a choice between Liam Miller, uh, John Gamble, and um, Colin Healy. Um, as t- and and I, I don't know how good they are Gaelic football, so they'll have to. They'll have to tell you. So you'd have to pick one from there. Mm. Um, at the, in the wings, you'd have um, Alan, uh, Anthony Buckley, mm. who won, or Colin O'Brien on the right. Colin O'Brien won an under-21 uh, All-Ireland with Cork, or minor county with, with Cork, in fact. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if it was minor in 21. No, under-17 Irish manager, and obviously won league titles with Cork City. Yeah. Or Anthony Buckley, who won um, a or got to the county final with with, with Bishopstown um, a few years back and obviously won the league titles with Cork City. So Bishopstown can decide that one. Do they want mm. Anthony Buckley or Conal O'Brien on the right? Mm. And on the left, uh, Brian Barry Murphy from the Bears, mm. um, current manager of is Rochdale, isn't it? Um, yeah. And played with Cork City um, and just a phenomenal player and talent. Then up front, um, in this fun game now, Trevor, <laughs> we're sticking with this big fun, right? Yeah. Um, Jimmy Barry Murphy, right? Father and son in the team. Father and son. So Jimmy would have played with a Cork team at some stage, I understand, mm-hmm. at soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, obviously played hurling and football with Cork and the Bears. Um, and then you have a selection to make. So we're going 4 4 2. Between uh, Pat Morley, I'm not sure what level of ska Pat Morley played. Yeah. Um, He'd have played with Dare Park, I suppose. Yeah, yeah with Dare Park. Um, or you could have Noel Hartkin, who, if mm. you, including basketball, would get in there as a gap player at the Bears and a Cork City player. Or uh, maybe John Cotter from, from Ballancolic as well would have a shout. Or Fanon Murray was a fantastic player that I played with. Um, so that's my bit of fun lockdown 5K <laughs> team, Trevor. Brilliant talk, and it's what I have to say. <laughs> Some team, though. Imagine coming up against that team. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Brilliant. Yeah, very good team. It's a small back four, I would say. Um, it's the one concern I have. Um, but other than that, I'd have no concerns. It would be exciting, exciting to watch. Thanks for taking time out to do that for us, um, Neil. And just Not before, wrong. just before you go. Um, we know you have a trilogy of books uh, on, on Cork City um, and you had so much time in your hands there for a while. Any plans for a fourth book now? <laughs> Not at the moment, Trevor. <laughs> Not at the moment, Trevor. But the books have you, been selling well for you, have they? Uh, they have, they have. Uh, the Crossroads sold very well as well, actually. And um, you know what? It, it's been a pleasure to do them. And I think that the feedback I get from fans is unbelievable how much they like them, the Cork City fans, obviously, in particular. But from a player's point of view, I I, I love the fact that, that those kind of memories are preserved. Um, and the, look, the most important thing, going back to the start of our conversation, is that Cork City are in a better place now. Um, there's an interesting, it is a crossroads as to what they do going forward, you know. Um, and I think possibly, you know, ideally getting an investor, and I might be this investor that, that was previously interested in this. Um, but I, I do see a role in Forest going forward. Um, in, into what should be hopefully with with the help of the FAI a, a new and kind of progressive League of Ireland one that you know gets the support that it always needed and, and boosts the clubs like the likes of Cork City and, and all the other clubs that, that have needed the support for so long Great stuff um, Well always a pleasure uh, talking to you here on The Score on Cork's 96FM Stay safe Neil and um, yeah, thanks, Trevor. We, we hope you'll be watching soccer matches at Turners Cross soon again 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.